Life Audio. You are listening to Hope for Women with Father Wounds, Episode 39. Trusting God will provide when you have provision wounds. I'm your host, Kia Stevens. This podcast is for women who have experienced pain in their father-daughter relationship as a result of divorce, abandonment, abuse, incarceration, addiction, or a physically present but emotionally absent father. The aim of this podcast is to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. If you are benefiting from this podcast and think it might help another woman, I encourage you to share it with a friend, rate, comment, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, let's dive in. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. The audio for this podcast episode was originally recorded in a YouTube live series on my YouTube channel. You can find the link to my channel in the show notes below. Hey, friends. Hey, I hope you are doing well. Welcome to Lunch Break with Kia. I'm Kia Stevens, and this is where I go live every Wednesday at 12 we're going to say ish. We're going to say ish. Y'all, going live is a lot because it depends on what's going on in your life. If your children are downstairs playing a video game, if your husband is using the cast iron skillet to make bacon and eggs at 12, 12 o'clock, and I'm saying, I got Anyway, y'all don't need to know all of that, but I made it for someone on time. Someone on time. Anyways. Welcome. If you're new, you don't want all that. You don't, you just want to like, give me, give me what you got today. So yes, if you are new, please hit that red subscribe button. So you won't miss a lunch break with Kia and also share it. If you feel like it is valuable information that would help somebody else, please share it with a friend. Okay. All right, y'all. So we have been talking about father wounds and unpacking our wounds then we started to delineate all of the different types of wounds and I don't know if you can even find this anywhere on the internet because some time ago I just had this revelation that if we're saying father wounds we need to unpack that we need to unpack that you know what what are the various types of wounds that a woman could experience from her father Knowingly or unknowingly, our father can wound us. And and those types of wounds, if they are not healed, 
can stay with the woman for her entire lifetime. Okay, so that's what we've been talking about. And today we're going to talk about trusting God will provide when we have some provision with y'all. I don't even want to talk about it. I'm, oh, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it because I said I would. Anyway, let me pray. Let me open us up in prayer and then we're going to dive in today. Oh, Father, I just thank you, God, for this day. Thank you for the ladies that are joining us live and those that will watch via the replay. Lord, God, if we are having a difficult time trusting that you will provide, I am asking that you help us, myself included, God, help us to stake our trust and our hope in you, God, because you are trustworthy. God, you are a provider. Help us to believe. I honor you, bless you, need you. Holy Spirit, I invite you into this time in Jesus's name. I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, ladies, let me click over here so I can see the comments. Last week, no one said anything. I was like, guys, it could have been because I was late. But Yes, I love to chit chat. Obviously, you can tell. And then I'm getting my little notes over here so I can see that. And then we're going to get going. Okay. I thought it would be fitting today to share something with you. I don't know if I've shared this one publicly. I don't know. I share so much. It's like, you shared. So I want to tell y'all about. When I was, before I started dating my husband, okay, never told this story before. Well, I've told it before. I, I just don't know if I told it on the world wide web. Before I started dating my husband, we both went to the same church. And so I was doing production. I love all the things. That's a side of me, like a lot of people have not seen, but people from prior days of my life, they know I love the theater. I love to create a show. I love video. I love all of that. And so I think I was doing some sort of production for my church and I was in the sound booth and my husband is a sound guy. He's a sound guy. And you know, the ones that's back there with all the controls and, and the singer says, I need more, I need more something in my mic or more. I don't know. I don't know what they say, but anyway, he's that person that they would say, help us out. So y'all, something was going on with this production and I was having a total meltdown. I know you don't believe me. I know you've never seen me have a meltdown. Moment of silence. I was having a total meltdown and I said something like, I just have a problem with control. A problem with control. I'm staying in, in the sound booth, not realizing that my husband, my now husband, was not my husband then and I wasn't thinking about him. He might've been thinking, he was thinking about me, but I was not thinking like, are you going to talk about provision wounds today? Yes, I'm going to talk about provision wounds. But anyway, so my, I, I didn't think that my husband was listening, but this man is a listener. He is a listener, obviously, because I'm a talker. And so this man, he reads an article about control, about control freak in some magazine. And the article referenced a book. The book might have been called The Control Freak. I don't, the art, I'm getting something confused. Anyway, so this man goes and gets the book and reads the book. And then prior to approaching me to ask me out on a date, and then when he does ask me out on a date, 
he tells me, I heard you, I overheard you saying you have a problem with control. And so I wanted to understand about people who have that problem. So I read the book. Now that is, that's love right there. Either love or obsessiveness, obsessiveness. Anyways, we got married, so it doesn't matter. But I'm saying all that to say, that's how bad my issue with control is. Like I, I do it so naturally that I don't even know that I'm doing it. And so I researched where this comes from. Of course, there are many different facts, but this is the definition that I found. Google search. Google is your friend sometimes, not all the time. It says control is rooted in fear of losing control. What in the world? You're not supposed to use a word to describe a word, but that's what they did. But I understand that. I understand that because I think for me, some of my need to be in control of everything is this fear that if I'm not in control, things are going to fall apart. And I don't like that feeling of insecurity when things are falling apart. I know I'm not alone, but you don't have to raise your hand or identify yourself in the comments. I'm going to take the flack for everybody. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. And so when I was thinking about a provision wound, I was thinking about all of the different women who needed the father, the biological father to step in and provide something for her. And he was not there. And what I believe was created for many women, including myself, was a provision wound where now you don't want to feel that insecure place of not being provided for in XYZ way. So you take on the mentality of, I got to do it myself. I got to get this myself. I got to pay for this myself. I got to protect myself. I got to fight myself. I got to do fill in the blank myself, because if I don't, nobody else is going to be there to do it for me. Okay. This, I got a mentality or this, you know, control, this a strong, strong desire to control everything. Okay. I want to ask you, what was not provided for you? What was not provided for you? And I made a list of a few things that I just want to say, and then you can ponder. Okay. Was love provided for you? Maybe finances were not provided for you. You knew lack growing up or you knew lack at a certain time. You you went hungry. You were evicted. What was not provided for you? Protection. Protection. Because your father did not protect you, this happened. You were violated. You were mistreated. You were taken advantage of. You wanted him to be there as a protector, and he was not, okay? Shelter, encouragement, confidence, security, validation, just a role model, just a model of what a man should be in the life of a woman was not provided. How did that impact you? How did that impact you? Did you take on a assumption that you needed to control 
the environment and control your circumstances and control your situation so that you would not have to experience or feel the insecurity of not being provided for. I'm not going to give that responsibility to anybody else because I cannot handle the possibility that I will not be provided for again. That feeling does not feel good. I don't know if you guys listen to the the trust in God when you have a trust wound, but I, I, I'm feeling so many similarities between preparing for that and, and talking about trust wounds and, and the provision. Because there is a level of trust that has to take place with God in order to, to believe and to wait on him to provide. There's still that same type of insecurity, like, God, if you don't come through. Another thing that I said, I've shared this quote many, many, many times. I'll say it again. Sociologists say that um, it's common for people to perceive that God is like the father or fatherly figure that they had in their life. And so if your biological father was not a provider for you, if he did not provide, it is possible that you look in there, God, your heavenly father that you cannot see and you cannot hear. And sometimes he don't come through in the way in which you think he is going to come through. And you say, oh, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> uh, uh, there is no possible way that I'm going to trust you to provide for me. I got too much baggage. I've been there, done that, done that, and I got the T-shirt. I got a lot of T-shirts. So there's no way, God, that I'm going to believe that you are going to provide for me. Y'all, I've been in the church my entire life, literally. I could have been birthed in the back and it just brought on into the service. I mean, that's how much I'm, I've been in the church my entire life. And there is a phrase, hmm that I have said, I don't say it anymore, but I used to say it all the time. When bad things happened in my life, I would say, now I've never said this publicly. I would say, oh, that's just what girls like me get. That's just what happens to girls like me. We just get the short end of the stick. You know, that that's just going to happen. I began to view life through this lens of lack, through this lens that I'm going to continually experience disappointment, not just from man, but from God, because I had a marred, mixed up view of what I perceive of who I perceive God to be and what I believe that that my life would be like based on some things that I had some prior experiences. Okay, but we do not know who God is based on who our father was. We know who God is based on the word of God that we believe. If we are believers, we believe that that is the truth and everything else is a lie. That is what we believe by faith, right? Stay with me, okay? So God in the Bible, he has many names. One of his names is Jehovah Jireh, right? Remember, I'm talking about Maverick City music again. Y'all remember I talked about last week because they're good. They're good. And the songs, they're so long that you can't help but memorize them because they just last forever and ever and ever. 
Anyways, Jaira, you are enough. It's saying, I'll be content in every circumstance. Jaira, you are enough. You are a provider. God will provide. Okay. So briefly, I got what? Two minutes, tw- 12 minutes. I won't go through the story, but I want you to read it on your own. Genesis 22. Where did God will provide come from? It came from Genesis with Abraham. Genesis chapter 22. Really, you need to read the whole. So I'm not sure where it starts. Where God. Okay. I'm going to try to summarize and, and paraphrase. Please read your Bible because what you're about to get right now is not Bible. It's it's all the, the gospel theorized. It's still the gospel, but it's, it's going to be. I may miss some stuff. I might mess something up. Bible scholars. So don't come for me in the comments. Anyways, Abraham, it was prophesied to him by God, you're going to be the father of many nations. But Abraham didn't have any kids. And he's like, God, are you going to provide this heir? Because I'm looking at my servant like, you're going to have to be the heir. And then Sarah came up with her own methodology and she decided to have Abraham sleep with Hagar. Not good. Produced Ishmael. Then you keep going and God's like, no, I said, you're going to be the father of many nations. Your children are going to be as numerous as the sand and, and stars in the sky. Stay with me, Abraham. Don't veer off to the left. And then years and years and years later, Abraham's like a hundred, Sarah's 90, I believe. And they conceive and here comes Isaac. Only God would do this. Then so God says, I want you to sacrifice Isaac. What in the world? There's no way. There's no possible way. That's why I'm not Abraham. That is exactly why. But this is what God says to Abraham. I want you to sacrifice Isaac. So Abraham takes Isaac, two servants, a donkey, thinks some chopped down the wood and took the wood. I can't really, I can't remember. He had a knife and he goes to sacrifice Isaac. Isaac's like, daddy, where's the sacrifice? I don't see it. Abraham does all the things, chops up the wood, lays the wood out, lays Isaac on the wood, takes the knife and he's getting ready to put the knife in him. And then there's a a ram in the bush. And that is where this scripture comes from. This is where we we first see God as provider in the Bible. Genesis 22, 13 to 14. I'm going to read it to you. It says, Abraham looked up and there in the thicket, he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. And so Abraham called the place the Lord will provide. And to this day, it is said on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Y'all, if you were to put yourself in Abraham's place, can you imagine the insecurity that he may have felt? Or maybe he didn't, but I'm just going to speculate that he might have, or I know I would have in that place. There is a space between what you need and God actually providing it for you. The gap between there is scary. It is scary. I would rather clean the toilet. I would rather do something I do not enjoy doing than be right there in that gap. Because it's in that gap that you you begin to doubt. It's in that gap that you begin to worry. What if he doesn't come through? What if he doesn't provide? What if he's not real? What if he's just like my dad? What if this is a farce? What if I'm crazy? What if it doesn't make sense? What if I look 
foolish? What if I'm brokenhearted again? What if I know lack again? What if God does not provide for me? I can't do it. I can't deal with it again. But y'all, it's in that place. If we allow ourselves to sit and wait in that gap, it's in that place that we too can come to know God as a provider. If we're always trying to control everything, but take it from me, I know it because my own husband had to buy a book just to be able to be in a relationship with me. That's how much I control stuff. If we are always stepping in saying, I got to do and I got to fix and I got to buy and I got to make this happen and I got to take care of this. There's no room for God. There is no room for God to step into our lives and show us that he is and can be for us. Jehovah Jireh. There's no room. Right. I'm going to tell y'all how God deals with me. This is how God deals with people who got control issues. He placing picks up, drops us down in some circumstances that we cannot control, that we can do everything, everything we are big and bad enough to do. Honey, this year right here that I just went through, oh my goodness, that I'm still in. Let me say this. As I'm talking to you, I am currently facing situations that if God does not come through and provide, it's just going to be jacked up. It's just going to be jacked up. He puts us in circumstances and situations that only he can get us out of. Only he can provide. Nothing you can do, no resources, nothing that you can pull together yourself will be enough to, to provide for you. You need God. You need God, okay? And in order to experience God as Jehovah Jireh in our lives, we got to sit right here in that gap between what we need and God coming through for us, okay? And that's what's illustrated in this passage of Scripture, Genesis 22, okay? And you know what? Not only that, we are the manifestation of the prophecy that was given to Abraham, for those of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord, as Lord and Savior, we've been grafted into the lineage of, of Abraham. We are part of those descendants, as numerous as the stars and as numerous as the grains of sand. Hey, that's us. That's you and me. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's a perfect example that God will provide. Okay, where are we on time? Five minutes. All right. I want to share some scriptures with you. And then I'm going to pray for you because y'all, I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Just yesterday, just yesterday, I was on my face before the Lord crying. Thank God, where are you? Where are you? Why have you not already done something about this situation? I've been praying to you for almost a year. Where are you? So why have you allowed it to go this long? That's how I talk to the Lord. Thank God I'm still here that he hasn't knocked me out with a bolt of lightning. But if we can't be honest with God, who on earth else are we going to be honest with? Okay? That's how I talk to the Lord. I'm not trying to be blasphemous or disrespectful, but I am trying to be honest because he's my everything. He's my everything. Okay? Let me read the scripture to you. Then we're going to get out of here. Philippians 4, 19. And my God will meet all your need 
It didn't say some of your needs or a few of your needs. It didn't say I'm going to meet your financial needs, but I'm going to leave your social emotional needs. Young, young. He, he didn't say that. He said, all your needs. What do you need? What was in the list that I delineated that God did, that, that your biological father did not provide for you? Love. Do you need love? He can meet that. Do you have a need for provision, financial provision? He can meet that. Do you have a need for comfort, for security, for guidance, for, for protection? God can meet that. He's bigger than all those things. The problem is we're always focused on that lack. I see lack. I don't see the possibility. I don't think you can come through when, when we need to focus on God because he's bigger than whatever it is that we lack. God is bigger than that. He's bigger than that, right? He's faithful. He is Jehovah Jireh. If he provided for Abraham, Abraham is, 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 he's not going to do something for Abraham that he would not also do for us. Okay. I'm distracted. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. God has abundant riches. I'm not just talking about finances. I'm talking about hope and peace and joy and counsel and wisdom. Those are riches that are promised to heirs of, of the king. That's us. I'm an heir. I'm trying to get all I can get. Seriously. Let me read one more scripture for y'all. Matthew 7. 9 through 11, it says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Now, wait a minute. This is not prosperity gospel. If y'all are like, I'm about to go ask for a Jaguar and a mansion on a hill. Go right ahead. That doesn't mean that God's going to do that for you. I'm not talking about that. I'm assuming that when you're asking, what you're asking is in line with his will and his plan for you. Uh, I'm assuming the scripture, I can't think of the verse right now, but delight yourself in the Lord and then he'll give you the, the desires of your heart. I'm assuming that you are delighting in the Lord. That, that what's in your heart is in line with what he desires for you. Now I'm back to the scripture. For everyone who asks, receive. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be open. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? None of us. Not one, Not a single parent on here. Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a snake. Not one of us. If my son asks me for a fish, am I going to give him a snake? Nobody. If then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? How much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? That's you and that is me. God is our heavenly father. An attribute that we can all ascribe to him is provider. We know this from the word of God. He is called the God who will provide. Not some of what we need, all of what we need. So I'm going to ask you one more time. What is it that you need that God can provide for you? Love, comfort, security safety, friendship, counsel, wisdom, hope, peace, joy, affirmation, validation, forgiveness, freedom, righteousness. What is it that you need from God? It would do us awesome good to survey the needs that went unmet and to make an honest, 
humble plea to God and say, Lord, if it is possible that you can meet every single one of my needs, I'm petitioning you, asking you to provide this for me and then sit in the gap between what you need and God providing it for you. Okay. All right. I hope that was an encouragement to you. If your father did not provide something for you, trust that your heavenly father is able and will meet your need. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank y'all for joining me. Hi, Precious. Precious says, this was a right on time message. Yes, it was. I needed it too. I need every message that I teach on YouTube, honey. Best You best believe I need it. Let me pray for you all. And um, I'll see you next week. I left my calendar downstairs because I had to come upstairs because they were making too much noise downstairs. Moment of silence. So I can't tell y'all what we are going to talk about next week because I don't remember. But it will be our last week talking about one. It will be our last week. And then we're moving on to a new topic that I will reveal next week. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for my sisters. Thank you for my sister. Lord, I pray, God, if there's somewhere in that gap between what they desire, the need that they desire for you to meet and you actually meeting them, I pray, God, that they would have peace, that they would have hope, that they would have joy, God, that they would have confidence that you are who you say you are to them, that you are Jehovah Jireh to them, that the word of God applies to them too. God, it's not that you select a few and you handpick a few that you say, I'm going to meet your needs and I'm going to provide for you, but you other ones, I'm not going to do it for you, God. If they've been assuming that or feeling like that or, or engaging with you in that way, God, I pray that you would prove them wrong. God, that you would be Jehovah Jireh on their behalf, that there would not be a place in their life where they know lack, Father, but they would know the abundance and the fullness that exists for those who are in Christ Jesus. God, I thank you. I bless you. I honor you. I pray that you would meet every need, every need, whether it be financial or physical or emotional, meet every need, God. We honor you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, ladies. Four minutes over. But I hope that you were blessed and I look forward to seeing you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, episode 39. Trusting God will provide when you have provision wounds. I hope this episode has been an encouragement to you and I want you to know whether your dad is deceased absent, divorced, unavailable, incarcerated, or you don't know who he is. Sis, there's hope for you. Hope to be healed. Hope to be secure. Hope to be free, completely free. Hope to be satisfied with the love of God. Yes, there is hope for women with father wounds. This was episode 39 of Hope for Women with Father Wounds. I am your host, Kia Stevens. If you are benefiting from this podcast and think it might help another woman, I encourage you to share it with a friend, rate, comment, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Be sure and check out the links associated with this podcast so you can access several free resources for you. Also, I'm excited to announce that I will be publishing my first book for women with father wounds on March 7, 2023. So be sure and subscribe to my blog at www.kiastevens.com so you don't miss any updates. 
Thanks for listening to this episode, and I hope you will join me for episode 40, knowing you are significant when you have significance wounds. Hope for Women with Father Wounds is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Are you concerned about tensions in the Middle East? Do you wonder where we're currently at in the biblical timeline? Are we really in the last days? Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Carl Muller with the Inside the Epicenter podcast. Every week, my co-host, best-selling author Joel Rosenberg, and I answer those questions and more. You'll hear inside knowledge of our meetings with leaders at the highest levels of government in the U.S., Israel, and the Middle East, equipping you to filter the news with biblically sound insights. Find Inside the Epicenter on your favorite podcast app or go to joshuafun.com to listen and subscribe.